Hey, Zero Block 30 listeners, you can find us every Tuesday and Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Pride members can also listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days and then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Revely, revely, revely. It's a Friday edition here on Zero Block 30. I just think real quick, is it actually Friday? This week has messed me up, brother. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we got three rounds of the magazine. Round number one, some folks at Minot Air Force Base are out of their it's job. It's Minot? Huh? It's not Minot? No, it's Minot. Yeah. What? Yeah, I said it one time whenever I was working here on base at the Air Force. I was like, oh, aren't you going to Minot? And they were like, <laughs> it's Minot. I'm like, okay, French. Hmm. Okay, carry on. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, not. My not. Uh, round number two. There's more UFO news, and they're really kind of connected. Uh, round number one, round number two are very close connected. And finally, round number three, anyone who steals from military family deserves a special spot in hell, but especially if you're stealing from Gold Star families and you're a veteran yourself. Big not time firewatch right. coming up for somebody. Big Some time firewatch. Big time firewatch. Mm-hmm. Cons, before we get going in the 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 round one, I want to ask you as a preface. Okay. Did you ever work for or with another officer who was relieved of command? Um, yeah, actually, yeah. When I was deployed, um, the back half of our deployment, um, a buddy of mine got relieved of his duties as platoon leader. And I actually, for the last two months, I had to take over that platoon. So I was our FSO fire support officer. I was our S2, our Intel officer, because we were on a remote outpost. So somebody had to handle that. And then I became the platoon leader uh, for that as a uh, platoon as well. Yes. And that's but, a bad thing. So basically as a yeah, second no, lieutenant, first lieutenant, if you get that, you get pulled off or lack of faith and confidence and all that shit, your career's over. Like you're not. Yeah. Good I, luck. I kind of hate that though, because yeah, it's, then terrifying to fuck up and you should like everybody fucks up everybody yeah but i think it's up. different if you're here in garrison and your fuck up is that you didn't get your people to supply in time when it's a combat zone and you fucked up i i feel yeah. like at those moments you can't give people second chances maybe yeah. if you're the actual soldier or marine or whoever that's doing it like if you're the junior that's doing it but if you're in charge no way right the the expectation yeah. and the standard is is much higher and just to give you a little more intel into what he actually did there was a series no i'm not doing that (laughs) there was a there was a series of of events it wasn't just one thing that he did 
And, I, you know, maybe our commander didn't really like him, so his leash was a little bit shorter. But it was a series of incidents where if you looked at it blindly on the surface, you're like, that's a little dangerous. He didn't get anyone hurt or injured in any way, but he could have. So yeah. it, it was just one too many times. He was like, finally, like, all right, no, you, you just cannot be trusted anymore. Yeah. And to Chaps' point, like, it's not one person. It's you're in charge of 30 dudes. So we got to just pull you away. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, that's basically why they call that guy Lieutenant Lemony Snickets, which mm. I really hate because there's mm-hmm. a series of unfortunate events, my friends. Let's get going with this story because there's been several people that relieved six, in fact, that were released from Minot Air Force Base. Listen up, we've got some tea and you all are going to be obsessed. We spoke with the Abercrombie team and they told us that they were going to launch a wedding shop. Well, we lost it because as you know, we are both getting ready to get Abercrombie and hitched. The whole vibe of Abercrombie these days is clothes you'd wear for a perfect long weekend and all their customers were like, hey, we spend long weekends traveling for weddings these days. And then Abercrombie was like, we love that. Let us just give you everything you could ever possibly want and love to wear for all things wedding. So they did. It has everything. Tons of dresses, jumpsuits, pants, swimsuits, pajamas, pantsuits, and all perfectly curated for different events, bachelorettes, brunches, showers, ceremonies as a guest and ceremonies as a bride, reception, and even honeymoon. It is incredible. Check out the Abercrombie Wedding Shop on Abercrombie.com. Go shop it now. Yeah, I'm going to say it. Keep saying it as Minot. I, I, it. I refuse. Yeah. They can come at me. Lejeune, I don't Lejeune, whatever. Right. Uh, Anyway, two U.S. Air Force commanders and four of their subordinates at a key nuclear base in North Dakota were relieved of duty this week after their units failed a safety inspection. Okay. You, you I know fail, that's the... Go ahead, Kate. I was going to say, you fail a safety inspection over at MP Company. Okay, what do I care? <laughs> yeah. You fail it over at the old nuke zone. I'm a little concerned. Right. Right. Yeah, and when I worked here on the Air Force Base, I had zero idea what their inspections entail. And they are thorough and intense Mm -hmm. it is easily the most intensive inspection that i've ever done in my career like ever 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 and that wasn't even for nuclear stuff it was just no just for regular shit with like working dogs because you technically had uh things that were on the continuum of force that could be Mm -hmm. considered deadly force so you have to go through their stack book was like 12 inches thick of the different things that you have to go through. Imagine if it took us, it legitimately took us like four months to prepare for that inspection. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine what it's like there. Yeah. Like, and if you fail, and these nuclear, all of them across the border pass fail. There is no, you get 80%. You either are good or you're not good. Not being good, (laughs) never good. Yeah. I wonder if the standard is like you can't miss anything. You have to hit every check every box. If you miss one, probably probably with the nuclear stuff. Yeah, because ours was ninety five percent. Like for explosive dogs, ninety five percent accuracy. Yeah. The removals occurred at Minot Air Force Base, which again, I don't know if you were fucking with me if I'm saying No, well. it is Minot. It's Minot. Yeah. Oh, Minot. Anyway, they occurred. It's the only Air Force installation that houses two legs of the nuclear triad. That's three legs. Okay. Mm-hmm. The triad is basically air, land, and sea. Mm-hmm. Our ability to shoot nukes from the air, from land, and from sea. And this one is obviously the land one. They got the nuclear silos there. Um, and the nuclear safety inspection is just pass fail. And the results are classified, but we have a couple of Cliff's notes. 
Um, the exact circumstances are unclear, but in a statement, commanders were relieved due to loss of confidence in their ability to complete their assigned duty. There the you thing- go. Like that's essentially the story right there. These guys are relieved of duty. Go ahead, Kate. Yeah, um, this also happened in 2013 at Malmstrom Air Force Base in Montana. There's no indication that the failed inspection was related to anything having to do with handling the nuclear the nuclear stuff themselves. And another defense official said the failure was for non-compliance vehicle and equipment safety inspections. Now that's Kate area's expertise. Well, I remember I used to be an ammo driver, and if yeah. you're if the blinkers, if your vehicle failed inspection that you're picking up the ammo in. You failed. You were, and you get in big trouble. You for get that in shit. big trouble. So this could be something very. It could be several very small things that compiled enough that it became a failure. But all the heads have to roll because it has to do with nukes. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess, my personal guess, is that they were having their big minnow chili cook-off, and one of the commanders accidentally spilled his big pot of chili or her oh, big what? pot of chili all over one of the nukes. I heard that same thing, and the only other thing that yeah. I thought it could possibly be is the lack of chalk blocks in the back. Right, uh, lack of chalk blocks in the trunk of the Humvee if they <laughs> yeah. had that. No but ground guide. Be... You need a ground guide if you got a nuclear weapon. <laughs> yeah, you read stuff like this and you're like, oh my God, these people uh-huh. that contain our nukes and this could be like the end of, the, they could blow up that whole state by accident. But but like really, it could be something simple like that. Like a couple things like that. <laughs> they they saw like, one airman leaned up against the silo ripping a cig and they're like, that's bad. You can't be bad. doing that. Yeah, like, I'm about to fine. get out, dude. I got my fucking DD-214 in my back pocket. Yeah. So public affairs and not confirm the specific nature of the inspection. I did some sniffing around on Reddit and stuff to see if I could, any any young <laughs> some butt, scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt, and I got nothing. I couldn't see anything. Uh, but they expect, they say if, we have... But if, if you're at Minot and you know what's going on and you want to break some confidentiality or even classified information... Come on DM over. DM you can yeah. be anonymous. <laughs> right. um, but basically they said anything less than 100% compliance is unacceptable. It's that important yeah. to us. So again, it could be some couple small things and that's just that. So, so what I like to point out, though, is the subjectivity of this loss of confidence. And I think that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? Because it's a good thing because you could just have a funny feeling and your your gut doesn't tell you that somebody should be in charge anymore. And you really don't have to give much reason beyond that. You're like, oh, I just don't have confidence in that individual I need to relieve them of their command. But on the flip side, like the example I gave with my lieutenant buddy, our commander just really didn't like him. So his leash was short. So he was a little too quick maybe to, to pull him out of command of that platoon. So I, I see it both ways uh, being subjective that way, but. But don't they have to have the a good amount of okay proof if you're fucking with someone's career? Like, don't they have to have, it's, I can't just be like, I don't no. like him. So he's gone. Don't they have you, to have you, like. I mean, it helps if you can give examples, but I think. Huh. I didn't know that. I thought tr- it had to be like paperwork. No, documents. as you, well, it helps. It helps. It's hard it, to quantify trust. Right. Exactly. Yeah. When it's subjective like this, you could just be like, oh, all right, well, we'll take him at his word. Because the higher you go up that chain, the more you you get taken at your word. Yep. Okay. All right. So that's not the only time that this has happened. A few years ago, well, in the 1960s, it happened and it switched off 10 nuclear weapons. Right, Kate? Well, I nuke stuff happened like yeah. wacky nuke stuff happened um again this story comes to us from the daily <laughs> Not made the nukes go off i think we'd all be aware of right. 10 this, nuclear this weapons story i have to say comes to us from the daily star which MSK. is essentially <laughs> like the grocery Bat stores Boy, inquirer yeah. yes mm-hmm. so take this with a grain very of salt. real though okay okay let me read the first sentence Got the old stamp of approval 
A UFO flying over a military base switched off 10 nuclear warheads, investigators have been told. Been told Why were they left on? Yeah, in a separate incident, another unidentified craft shot a test missile out of the sky. Accounts of the astonishing close encounters have been given by two U.S. Air Force veterans to the government's All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, or ARO, which is probing alleged UFO sightings near military bases. Former U.S. US Air Force incontinent ballistic incontinental. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, um, these guys are saying crazy shit's going on. This one guy, Robert Salas, said seconds after he's seen some crazy shit. That's all you need to know. Uh, Nukes nukes were unlaunchable, took several hours to repair them. Um, a probe and he said launched- that he saw an orange disc above the gate, yeah. like above the gate of where they keep all these different types of weapons and in the silos. I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of these silos, but they go down insanely deep into Wait. the earth. Mm-hmm. And I, like Kate said, she was an explosive driver. I had to pull out explosives every day for the different types of explosives that dogs have to find. Going into those bunkers, just with like a little bit of C4, a little bit of dynamite. It's such a process that you have to go through two or three people in order to get the key for that. I cannot imagine what it would be for the nuclear sites. So being on those nuclear sites, one, I think if you think of this story, it's because you're guarding nuclear weapons and you're mm-hmm. bored out of your fucking mind is one of the reasons. But it wasn't just so it was, yeah, March 24th, 1967, he sees this orb and then one after the next, all 10 nukes became unlaunchable, it took several hours to repair them. Then a probe was launched. The military launched a probe and several of his colleagues also said the same thing as him. So then they had to sign non-disclosure agreements so they couldn't talk about it. Um, But investigators approached Dallas to give evidence as part of the government's ongoing probe. Um, This is dating all the way back to the 1940s. And we've seen a bunch of news coming Mm -hmm. in. They're releasing more and more of this stuff now. And as these guys, like Salas is now 82 years old, so he probably doesn't give too much of a shit about the non-disclosure agreements anymore and just <laughs> like, hey, here's what's going on. And nobody, um, I bet then you didn't have a fucking GoPro, so it's not like you could go up there. Now we see all the UFOs. Before, I bet the government was like, ah, oh, no, this guy is crazy. This guy's on drugs. Mm-hmm. Well, he says this recent probe that has been going on, he actually was like a relief to him. He said they were magnanimous. They listened intently. It was a great big relief because he's been wanting to tell his story to the agency for over 50 years. So imagine sitting on a secret for 50 years. What does that show you guys, though? If for 50 years the government didn't give a shit and now they come back 50 years later and not only they are listening, but they're listening very magnanimously. Like that is... I feel like we got some things on the edge. I told you they've been the balloons for a soft opening. Yep, old Dick Clark is going to come out and be like, "Winds from the east, winds from the west. west. The nuclear weapons are the ones I like best." Something is afoot. Yeah. Um, Another former U.S. Air Force officer, Dr. Robert Jacobs, testified about a 35 millimeter film he shot in 1964 of a flying saucer shooting down a missile. Um, He was at Vandenberg Air Force Base in California in the 1960s. He was filming a test missile launch because that's cool as shit. Who wouldn't want to film that? Right. I would love Um, to see that. And so it's 1964. A disc flies up to the moving missile, shoots a series of beams at it, and speeds off, causing the dummy warhead to topple out of the sky. This former lieutenant is 84 years old now. He says, we watched the third stage burn out, and into the frame came something else. It flew into the frame, shot a beam of light at the warhead. He said, now remember, all this stuff is flying several thousands of miles an hour. 
So this thing fires a beam of light at a warhead, hits it, then moves up, fires another beam, goes down, fires another beam. He describes it at age 84 now, decades and decades later, still like exactly. And you can, as even he though saw. it's written, you can almost hear the excitement in his voice when he's telling yeah. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the object, the points of light we saw, the warhead and so forth, were traveling through subspace about 60 miles straight up, going somewhere between, he's saying between 11,000 and 14,000 miles an hour. I wonder how he estimated that. Like, oh, it's 11. He like, probably knew that he drove his his truck like 65. And yeah. then he was like, well, I can pace off of that. So Yeah, no, it's like when you're driving on the highway and you're going like 70 and someone blows by you, you can always say like, ooh, they must be doing about 100. <laughs> he says i don't give a goddamn what anybody else says about it i saw that on film i was there at the end of our chat he said i've been trying for over 40 years to get the government to listen to my testimony you just did um and the government finally listened not sure where this is going next but sure you're right chaps now that the government's listening what does that mm-hmm. mean i guess no. we're not so out on the daily star news inquirer are mm-hmm. we <laughs> no i'm back you know what i'm skeptical but i'm back in by the end of that story i'm back yeah in. and think about how crazy that would have been because we know what lasers are we know what all mm-hmm. those light beams are we know what drones are we know what all the different satellites are the 1960s those Forget folks it, didn't yeah. know, the 40s those folks didn't know what the fuck was going on no. Nope. So I believe their stories even more. Like if it's documented in the 1940s and you're saying lasers when you don't even know what lasers are, come on. I saw the who are- tripping balls in San Francisco and the lasers. Whew. The who? I saw them. But, oh. not, but I'm saying back in the 60s, if you had lasers, man, they would have been losing their marbles. Oh, big time. People mm-hmm. would be fucking in the streets over lasers. Certainly would. Mm-hmm. Certainly All would. right, let's move on to round number two. I have a little bit of a game for you guys. Are you looking for relief, relaxation, or to party on the motherfucking moon? Then check out Three Cheese' new True Strains lineup of cannabis vapes and gummies tailored for specific effects. And the best part? It's delivered straight to your door. Visit 3 chicom that's 3chi.com. And for a limited time, get 20% off with the code BARSTOOL20. And it's going to Love be. A game. Yeah. So the premise of the game, you guys just get to a brand new duty station. But okay. when you get there, they want you to get married fast. Like it's not typical military stuff where they don't want you to. They want you to. So okay. they set up a game. And you don't get, it's kind of like Love is Blind. Have you guys watched Love is Blind? Yes. Where yes. you don't talk to them at all. All you know is like what they talk like or some things. You don't so you, see them. You you can't see them at all, but you just get to know them through like a wall. Yeah. yeah. So what the way that we're going to do this is I'm going to go contestant number one and then contestant number two. And you pick out of those ones. And then if it's contestant number one, it'll be contestant number one versus contestant number three. And we'll go through that way to see who is, who's the winner. Okay. Sound okay. good? Yes. Contestant number one, and this is for both of you guys, each one. Contestant number one says, don't worry, when you're old or sick, I'll change your diapers no matter how much is in there. And no need to feel awkward, awkward about it. I enjoy it. That's number one. Okay. Number two, I promise, no matter how cute or smart they are, I will never eat our pets. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. So one or two, okay? We'll start with you. Oh, one. That's You're going to okay. go with all number one? All right. Yes. The yeah. person yeah, who I, likes poop, okay. 
I'm going to have to go with one, though, too, because I feel like number two, we shouldn't have to say that out loud. Right? Yeah, I feel like I, I love have my to cat. know that. Yeah, I, I don't need to be worried. What if things get rough, though, dog. cons? Things get rough. No, it'll we're never in that get recession. Rough. No, it'll never get rough that we're going to eat our dog. Sleepy no. Joe gets elected again. You don't think we're heading down that path? <laughs> we might. I don't know. But I can firmly say that I will never eat my family's dog. Yeah. All right. Now let's do contestant number one. Don't worry. When you're old or sick, I'll change your diapers no matter how much is in there. And no need That's to feel compassion. awkward about it. I enjoy it. Number three. If you have body odor, I'll get in there and lick your armpits and leg pits squeaky clean. Again, I <laughs> would like three. to stick with number one because yeah, number it one. is a perfectly normal thing to take care of one's significant other as they get up there in age. Yeah. Yeah. Without being disgusting, like licking someone clean. Right. Yeah. yeah that's that's one. pretty good. I was all aboard when they said armpit. Leg pit got me. I don't want to be doing any. Too not ticklish. After, yeah. Not after watching Thousand Pounds Best Friends last night. Oh, I don't no. want to get into that. Uh, contestant number four. I'm rich. If you behave, stay in your place and keep your mouth shut when I tell you you'll never have to work again and you'll have all the things you've ever wanted or needed. Ooh, now I'm a feminist, but I like this one. Me yeah. like it. Because here's I'm what I would shocked. do. I thought you'd be like, fuck that and fuck you. You know, here's what I do. I go under that radar. I do everything just like for like five years, but I'm secretly squirreling away a bunch of their money and stuff. And then one day I just slip out into the night. I go buy my own pontoon boat. Happy life. Yeah. Large March, the party barge back yep, in that's the game. The one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Yeah. Thank mm -hmm. you. Very good. Cons, what about you? Picking that one? I'm still sticking with number one because money comes and goes, but true love lasts a lifetime. Wow. All right. Yeah. And finally, contestant number five. I don't know why, but for some reason, despite how you look, I think you're super hot, even though I know I'm probably the only one in the world who thinks that. Ooh, I like that. I honest uh, to God, that sounds like my relationship now. I think <laughs> that's me and Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I, I feel like that's me and my wife. Yeah. So which awesome. one are you guys going to go with? One, two, three, four or five? I'm still going with the rich person at four who wants me to stay in my lane because I'll just sneak out of there with all their cash eventually. I'm sticking with number one um, because I think also looks, looks fade. So even the good looking person is eventually going to grow old and get ugly. So we're both going to be ugly together. I just, I got there before you is all it came down to. That's fair. I think I'm actually going to go with number two because all the other ones involve pretty gross shit or people being mean. This one, I'm just letting you know, I'm not eating your pets at all. Never. Just put that on the table. <laughs> right. Hey. I'll text Annalise that shit right now. I will never eat baby Dale woohoo. Ever. Can you text her just to see what she says, please? <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. Right now. I'll do yeah, it right you now. should. All she right, let's move text. on to round number three. What do we got there, Kate? Listen up, guys. We've all accomplished things we never thought we could. Running your first 5K on no sleep, learning a new language you'll never use, and winning that college basketball bracket challenge, even if it was auto-picked. So why not add cutting your own hair to the list? Wall makes hair clippers that keep you looking your best. And hey, if a winning bracket just isn't in the cards for you this year, at least you'll have a winning look. Get your wall hair clippers at wallusa.com. Wall, you got this. Did I yeah, just this story. Oh, no, that's it. Yeah, we're. Yeah, this story yeah. made big, big ripples across social media this week because I think just it's you're just like, fuck, da, fuck. Um, it comes from Alex Horton at Washington Post. 
Uh, so I'm not going to read the whole story, but I highly recommend you going to read the whole story because it's crazy. Um, here we go. Natasha Brevard looked at the pile of unopened financial statements and felt a sense of dread swell within her. She knew what they were going to say. Her husband, Rodney C. Bevard, was a career soldier who died by suicide in 2020. In the anguished, vulnerable days that followed, the Army appointed a financial counselor named Kaz Craffy, C-A-Z-C-R-A-F-F-Y, Kaz Craffy, to help make sense of the life insurance funds paid to his family. And that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. so many people, when you're in grief, not you are in a state of shock, like not comparing yeah. it the same at all. But when I left my ex and started going through my divorce, like my relatives had to like baby walk me through being an adult for like a year. Like I, I needed no, help. That makes perfect help. sense. You right. just don't like, to deal with any of it. You're just in this weird grief and you're not thinking clearly. And so yeah. the army knows this. They're like, here is this financial advisor who's going to help you, especially in this case where often there are large sums of money coming right. through and stuff like that. So Brevard, she's a grieving spouse Age 42, she entrusts Craffy with about $370,000 to invest conservatively, she said, hoping the money would grow modestly over time. She didn't want to gamble. Didn't want to gamble with the stock market. She's a mother. Her husband has just died. Oh my God. Let's just keep this safe and slowly grow it over time. She probably thinks it's like a Vanguard type account. Vanguard. Mm. So Brevard says, well, that's what she was asking. The army gives her this advisor and this is what Craffy, this is what she asked Craffy to do was like a Vanguard type account. But but Bevard suspected something was wrong. After investigators contacted her to ask about Craffy, she thought back to a text message he sent once. Don't look at any statements. That's one of his things. Like, trust I mean, me, you don't need to... the old red flag up and giving it a salute. Yeah, that's exactly what you want your financial advisor to say. Hey, but, no, no, don't look behind Kate, that curtain. To Kate's point earlier, when you are going through it like that, you're not paying attention to shit. And two, yeah. hey, listen, him. I can imagine him saying something like, I know you're upset. Listen, don't look at any statements. Know that I got it. Don't look at it. I got it, it taken care of. Yeah. I got oh, it taken care of. Don't me. look at it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. There's a way Pretty to like that, that makes it a little more reasonable. Mm-hmm. She tore into one of the envelopes, then another and another. The balance had plunged by six figures. What hurt me the most, she said, is that these were the kids' accounts. In interviews with the Washington Post, four military families accused Craffy of going far beyond his duty as an Army civilian employee by taking direct control of their insurance money through brokerage firms where he was also employed. Combine their accounts, all combined, he's lost nearly a million dollars from just those four families. I'm willing to bet there's more out there. Um, according to Natalie Kawam, an attorney for three of the families, and Mark Fittipelli, who's representing the fourth survivor. These families all live in the northern New Jersey and greater New York City area, and they allege that Crafty leveraged his army position. And I think that's another layer of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, another layer of trust. Well, the army vetted this guy. The army and the government is paying attention to what these guys do. They're not going to lead me lead me wrong. And so Especially I don't when have it's to a rank of major, right? They know that they assigned this guy to me because I'm grieving. I don't have to pay as close attention. Like, this is something, thank God, that they're offering me so that I can just continue to grieve. Um, another thing, crafty um, veteran status on his LinkedIn. I went to his LinkedIn, Iraq veteran, former major. He really talks up his army experience. And so you look at that and you think, and also this person knows that my son or my daughter or my father or mother who has passed was also a soldier and they're not going to, you know, mm-hmm. you don't think somebody's going to do the that. brother or sisterhood of it. Yeah. And he really played this up to generate clients and exploit their grief before strip mining their accounts through trades 
that earned him commissions of up to $4,500, often executed without their consent or consultation. So he was just spending their money to make commissions, didn't care if it made or lost money because he was making the commissions no matter what. Um, the story goes on with other examples. I'm going to end it there. Um, but of other grieving families, he scammed a mother who had just lost her son. He scammed military family members who didn't speak English well. That's another. Mm. And these people who don't speak English well, they're thinking, well, the army sent me this person. That's not going to. Um, overall, it just shows glaring oversight failures within the army, underscoring far greater need for accountability over those advising the recipients of vast sums of money in moments of crisis. Yep. And I was looking at especially more than $618 million was paid out in benefits like this just last year. And so, you know, if I'm a sleazebag and I'm in finance and I know there's a ton of money out there going to grieving families and that grieving families are vulnerable, like this guy, Crafty, if you're a piece of shit, you be they better fix those oversights because this they would They try be... to get my mom, remember? Yeah. Like yes, whenever, I do. That's like right. they try to get my mom. They're like, oh, we're going to go after back pay and all kinds. Even I was on a meeting with them. I know a lot about Veterans Tournament's organization and doing this show for fucking seven years. I was blown away by damn near the audacity of what they are. 20% of my mom's like back pay. They wanted 20% as the fees. And both of you guys know, because we're all three really looking for houses right now. If you put in VA loan resources or VA loan help, if you put that shit in, the first 10 on Google will be scams. It'll scams. be people trying to take advantage of you, all kinds of shit. But you know what I see? What they do. On the Facebook groups, there's a whole cottage industry around scamming vets. And the worst yeah. part, it's oftentimes other veterans doing yeah, it right. because they know the system. Right. One of the biggest scams I see is on the Facebook groups. Um, I went to this woman who's a, she's also a Marine veteran. She said she was going to help me up my rating. So all I had to do was pay her a thousand bucks and she promised in return, blah, blah, blah. I mm -hmm. paid her the thousand bucks to up my rating and she's gone. Like shit like that happens all the time. Like, yeah. Crazy. So I think that's where you understand how these people get access to this vulnerable population. Cause I think a lot of well, times through the you, army. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I think like to use this example, he's like, he gets in the door working with the army saying like, well, I'm one of yours. I'm a veteran. I'm a former army major. And you know, the vetting process is whatever. So he's able to get in the door. And then once you have access to other people's money, I think a lot of times people who previously maybe never did anything wrong in their life, they get greedy and their morals get compromised because you see how easy it might be to take other money. And if and next thing you know, they're making bombs out of soap. Just fucking right. Yeah. Just it's fucking <laughs> you know crazy, I mean? though. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely need more oversight. I know in this case, crappy, like some people were saying um, the army should have been aware he had all these other finance jobs. And that's what he was taking all this money and putting it into that kind of stuff. Like, um, but yeah, so hopefully more oversight on that. And my condolences to all those families that. This just adds to the grief and adds yep. to the stress in their lives. And it's so, so, so fucked up. Um, go leave him a negative LinkedIn review. Yeah. Fuck I yeah. shit all sense. over him. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. Anything else in the news roundup? Yeah. A little bit of a news roundup. Number one by bitch Corporal Thomas Devlin. The Remember we talked about this guy. He was yeah, an yeah. Ohio National Guardsman who was making untraceable guns with a 3D printer. And he was making threats towards military bases and Jewish schools. He's been sentenced to almost six years in federal prison. Not long enough. Uh, he's still going to be a piece of shit, probably, but that's okay. Sorry, um, really quickly, 3D printers, still don't fully get that. 
Yeah, I don't understand either. Now that they're doing houses <laughs> and shit too. Yeah, like what? You see Home Depot? Work? Home Depot selling little $15,000 houses that look fucking great. They're better than oh, my apartment now. <laughs> like the little tough sheds, right? Like a, yeah, dude. a step up from tough sheds. Let me tell you, I'm thinking about buying a plot of land somewhere. Yeah, I've actually a thought about house. my shed that I have done absolutely no woodwork in since I moved here. I've thought about drywalling that bitch because I got air conditioner mm-hmm. in there and putting it as another little dwelling on our place. That would be awesome to I'm do that. Yeah. Well, too bad you're not going to have the money to do it if you were mm-hmm. hoping on a windfall from those 3M earplugs. I feel like that's a like. No, a, I saw this. Yeah, we got tagged. To talk it's about a this. big it's joke. It's a. I feel like the three. Every time the commercial comes on TV to sue through, like, are you a veteran? Pat's always like, do it, do it. Sue you ever drank like, water from like, campus? No, rooms. I. Yeah, I never. <laughs> so, a 3M subsidiary claims that the DOD records show that over one. I mean, a shit ton of veterans were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't hear anymore. Uh, I want to sue 3M. <laughs> over a hundred. Put your hand in the air, cons. Have some yeah, integrity. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've said before on the show, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. A, I'm a plaintiff in this case. Yeah. So uh, 3M subsidiary is saying, well, we went through the records of a hundred of oh, a ton of these veterans. A hundred and seven, one seven five comma zero zero zero. I did 75,000. 175,000 of them. That's have, one of my favorite cadisms that you can't say large groups of <laughs> numbers. numbers. Yeah. They went through their medical records, 175,000 of them here just fine. <laughs> they found. I bet um, the people that did it, cons, I bet they, like people like you didn't think that they would be subpoenaing, subpoenaing the different types of medical records and shit. Because yeah, typically that's so off that, limits. But if yeah. it's a medical suit. Um, I, I, I don't know that I gave it much thought <laughs> beyond just like, hey, I'm going to sign up for this. And whatever I get, it's more than I had before. It's better than a stick in the eye. And that's how I feel about any large Good lawsuit. Because as you know. I was also part of the lawsuit with EA Sports against former college athletes, specifically football players who were in the video game. And I got a check for $869 out of that lawsuit. Yeah. That's good, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That was great. Two flights for you and your spouse. Get there, And that was... And that was me. I was a backup. So imagine if, you know, some of these guys who were playing at the same time as me. Imagine what Ed O'Bannon ended up getting. Exactly. I feel like I could have sued because I still hear whenever birds chirp or the news is on, my entire ear thumps and I can't hear it. I mean, I have an athlete thing because the video game for uh, (laughs) field hockey at IUPUI was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My field hockey video. (laughs) Big seller. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Go ahead. Oh, I'm not done. This This is. The filing this week in U.S. bankruptcy court is the latest turn in the legal war between 3M and over 200,000 veterans. So, oh. so wait, only 25,000 veterans of that huge group? Oh, no. I think we, we lost lose Kate. Kate. We lost Kate. She's frozen with that great internet we have there at the Barstool Sports Office. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Pete. Thank you. We might yep. not get her back, chaps. We might just. No, have I don't to... think we're going to get her back either. So we'll just keep going. <laughs> Twenty. She just said that two hundred thousand veterans were there, and they one hundred seventy-five thousand here normally. So there's yeah. like tw- only twenty-five thousand. But that's good news for the twenty-five thousand who are fucked up. If they throw out the rest of it, then only twenty-five thousand yes. get the pot of money for the right. two hundred thousand. So that's the big deal. Like a clash action suit, the reason, you know, it's not that big of a deal because the check ends up being minuscule. But when you shrink it down, goodness gracious. 
that yeah. could be a nice little vacay for some of these vets. And honestly, like the other reason I put my name in the hat too, because I have tinnitus. I'm sure you do too. A lot of us do. Basically, if you were around loud explosions at a considerable rate, you're going to have it. So I thought that was part of it. I, I've lost a little bit of my hearing. Selectively, I lose a little bit more sometimes when Alex mm. is talking. Right. But I don't know. We'll see how it shakes out for me. I'll see if I'm one of the 25,000. Yeah, there's there. So I only have two things news roundup. I think Kate was going to do them, but I'll, I'll do them instead. <laughs> One, the Master Chief Petty Officer of the Navy. Awesome job that what he's doing in front of the House Arms Committee right now. He has said that, which I couldn't believe this is still a thing, that soldiers, airmen, airmen, the whole fucking kit and caboodle, no longer, he wants it where they no longer have to get a referral from their PCM to go to mental health in order to get treatment. The fact that that wasn't in place already is mind blowing. Yeah, but they still don't have that in place. I would have, I definitely assumed that that's what we we're operating under. I did that's too. Ridiculous to have that. Yeah. Just well, I guess I hate that I'm my. This is where my brain goes, but I think when these NCOs and officers probably think about it, they think like, oh, well, now everyone's just gonna you know, start running to us and saying they have mental health problems. So everyone's going to go to the sick call every morning and we're not going to get anything done. And, you know, I am sure that there are some soldiers, airmen, Marines, whatever, going for mental health that probably don't necessarily have it on the same scale as others. But the, the barrier to get help should be extremely, extremely low. Yeah, and I think that everybody should be involved in it. So they need to hire a lot more people to yeah. go get that treatment. So I was surprised, but I'm glad that don't make the change there. Is is that a fair take by me to to have that thought? That more severe? Yeah. Uh, well, just that people like take advantage of things in the I don't military. Know. Because one, the stigma is still there. I, I don't yeah. think it should be, but the stigma is there. So I don't think anybody's run into mental health to get that kind of treatment. You're always going to, you had that level of malinger anyway. So they're going to find a place to malinger, whether that's dental, regular metal, medical, that's mental true. Health. like you're going to have that. Malinger and, is going to malinger. Yeah, exactly. Right. And you have the opportunity. How many times could you like all these yuck mouths that are in the military? How many times could you gone to dental, but you didn't like yeah. a lot of people just don't want to do it because true. they know you're going to be called a bitch when you come back, like for that <laughs> kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it's, it's not just mental health. It's anything. <laughs> right. You, you're away. You're a bitch. Like, no, nope. yep. like, I broke my leg, pussy. Like, <laughs> that's you still got one down. good working one. What's wrong? Mm -hmm. And another piece of notification from the legislative side of veteran world, uh, John Tester, who is the senator from Montana, he was instrumental, basically the main backer from the government as far as the PAC Act. He's back at it again. He might be in Congress. He might be the biggest advocate of all, for all veterans. And mm. he's doing a thing. I want to get your thought on it, um, where because a lot of folks that were combat injured, they some of them obviously had the intention to do a 20 year career. Like there's sure. some that get injured at 12 years, 11, 10. In my case, you get injured and you get out and then you have to start a completely new career. Luckily for me, I was able to do that and get a good career and all that stuff. But some people can't and they mm -hmm. they wanted to stay in the military the entire time. So they get this level of disability from the VA and that pays for a good portion. Just a little peek behind the curtain because you can look it up easily if you wanted to. My VA benefits is around $4,000 a month, a little bit over sure. that now, which is great. Like for all the different brain injuries, Tax my free. memory and all that shit. Like I, I super appreciate it. Gives, 
it gives me and my family an, an incredible amount of flexibility as far as what we can do, what, what jobs I could go after, what type of career path I could choose. Well, they want it to go now where if you were injured in combat and it's directly combat related, that you get your full retirement at the rank that you are at or the trajectory of where you were going to go if you stayed in 20 years and they give you that retirement on top of your VA. Wow. So for me, for example, I got out as an E6 and I was E6 in six years. So mine would have been a pretty high level of go up. So then I would get that would be an additional $1,700 a month. Now, looking through how much that would affect the government, it's got to be a lot, but everything in the government is expensive. The way that mm -hmm. they're looking at it now, and there would be no grandfathering because that would be insane. Like just for me, I added it up. It was for me from now to the day I got out. It would oh my be gosh. $202,000 would be coming back. Imagine that check shows that's up not in happening. your doorstep. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, not happening. I would accept it if they tried to give it to me. 200 grand tax-free would be fucking sick. Sure. I don't think that that's going to happen. But $1,700 additional is for, I mean, for everybody, for me, that's a substantial amount of money that you're going to get every year. $20,000 more a year than what you would have now. What do you think about that? Do you think it's a good idea or a bad idea? I think it's a great idea. I think they'll run into trouble just trying to figure out, unless they've already talked about this, like what rank would you have reached, right? Like I think oh, there is yeah. some level of judgment there. It's not like black and white. It's like- Well, like the Marine Corps, for example, I don't know if the army has this, but they have career roadmaps. And yeah. you can kind of tell where you are in the career roadmap based on other people in your position, how time and yeah. service, time and grade, all those different things of where you are going to go. That being said, that's a hard thing to calculate. And it's a hard way to parse out what is combat related and what is not like obviously, mm -hmm. like I think any purple heart recipient that gets it, that's a no brainer. It happened sure. in the combat zone. I think you're going to have to document where you got injured, what happened and probably have somebody that vouches for you on that side. Yeah, you'll definitely have to be everybody's going to be like, "Fuck yeah, dude, I was combat related." Right, it's going to take a lot of work on the the persons and to maintain those documents and be diligent about going to see medical professionals while they're still in to get things on paper and probably have to your point letters of somebody in their chain of command to vouch for what they're saying is accurate and confirm that yes, this injury was sustained while deployed. Um, but because 10, I do 15 think, years later, that's almost impossible to track down. Those right. People. No, no, exactly. So I, I think those people, unfortunately, just might be out of luck. But I think moving forward, it's a, a great thing. Um, I never actually thought about that. Yeah, because you're taking someone who in their head, oh, I have the next 10, 15 years of my life mapped out. And now I would have short. never gotten out. Never. Like I would have right. I would have probably gone to 30. Like I loved being in the Marine Corps and doing everything. Right. Right. I would have stayed for sure. And my position would be a lot, a lot stronger if I didn't have this job. Like if I didn't mm -hmm. have this and I was still trying to struggle through and getting a job where I'm going to work every day and hating it and it's really affecting my mental health even more, you need this even more. I'm happy at my job. I love my job, but I know that I'm probably in the rare 5% that really enjoy what they do. Yeah. I think it's a good thing for the government to do it. And I wouldn't even be upset if they looked at how much income that you make outside of that to see if you need it. And then whenever you do need it, give it to you. But like for somebody like me, 
if they did that, I wouldn't, I would say, I think that's normal because the government is fucking broke. Like it's broke, but is adding mm -hmm. that 14, $15 billion on top of it going to bankrupt the government? Probably no. not. But when you do that 15, $20 billion for fucking everything, yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. like one thing doesn't break the government bank, but a lot of things do. Anyway, I like that they're thinking about it, though. I, I do like that it's being introduced and, and they're having this discussion. Um, because Got a lot I of bipartisan that. support, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it's hard. It's hard to be like, oh, these people were combat injured. Eh. <laughs> like, that's a hard road yeah, to hoe. The thumb like, knows at that. Yeah. 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 And so what congressional district would that go well in if you're one of the people that voted against it? Yeah, right. You don't want to be that the one holding that bag, certainly. Nope. Nope, hmm. Not at hmm. all. Rand Good Paul for testify for sure. Um, <laughs> all right. We're going to move into save rounds and alibis and magically, Kate will be back. All right. Let's move on to some save rounds and alibis. Connor, we'll start with you today. Yeah, last weekend I was at a christening and I forgot to mention this. I think for all my Catholic pals out there, you've been to a whole bunch of christenings and it's the priest just kind of talking and you just zone out. The priest at the christening used the analogy of Andy writing Andy on the foot of his toys mm. in Toy Story mm. to getting baptized into Catholicism and becoming like part of Jesus's team. And I was oh. like... What a great analogy. You I was just so go, thrilled. Go get Jesus tattooed on the bottom of your foot, Con. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you know, it was funny. It was funny. The priest is like, I'm not suggesting you go get a Jesus tattoo, but this is what it is. It's so would be a I sick just... tattoo. Jesus written in the font of Andy would be <laughs> I yeah, promise yeah, yeah. you. I promise have to have you someone the, has that. Probably. It would have to have the E backwards, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 23 year old Kate goes on the beach and she's somebody with Jesus feet. We would yeah. go walking together. There'd only be one set of footprints. That's there? exactly right. You're, you're carrying them like a baby bird. I'll tell you this. Um, baptisms down in the Philly area, the best. All my relatives get crucifix soft pretzels. Oh, nice. for the after party. And they that. are great for, that. great for dipping. You get yes. four different. So wow. my family that's, actually that's... has Jesus's tomb. That's made of peeps. That's what we do. So it's oh, <laughs> a little peep tomb. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Too. It's really I nice. like that. Yeah. What, um, oh, Andre, baptism story though. Those yeah, fucking uh, Russian yeah. Orthodox priests. Yeah, they should. They belong in prison. <laughs> yeah. I was not. Yeah. There has to be a documented case somewhere in history. Yes, of I know one of those is. babies having their neck. I can't. Snap. I can't. Yeah, I can't even think about it. Like seriously, it causes me so much anxiety. Like when no. I saw it the first time and grabs them by the feet like they're fucking dead chickens <laughs> and then just throws them into what's essentially a bird bath. The yep. other day, there was one, I saw it, I forgot where, I think it was on TikTok. It was a Russian Orthodox priest. He was standing there taking the baby from the mom. Wet babies are slippery. He goes yeah. and no, takes the baby, drops the baby no, on its stop. face. Like no, only from stop. like, only from like six inches, the baby wasn't hurt. But the, oh. the look of rage, the mom was like, I'm at a Russian Orthodox church. I might go join the church of Satan. Like based on what yeah. you just did, imagine your response. Somebody drops your baby on their face. I can't. I don't even like talking. Like I can't. It's too much now. These days now. Mm -mm. Yeah. Too stressful. Um, yeah. Two quick things. Um, Andre Carter from Army is at the NFL Combine this weekend. So good luck to him. Wish him well there. He'll be. What's your favorite well. event? Mine's my favorite's ones where they jump really high and they hit those little pegs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The That's vertical. A good one. That. The vertical yeah. jump. Love yeah. a good vertical I am always jump. fascinated when the defensive line and offensive line does the two twenty five for reps. Yes. Yes. What's those that? Rep, 
so they just press. put 225 on the bar and do it as many times as you can and they count the numbers the strength and endurance and i think the record was willie rofe i think that he did like 48 or 52 something like that reps of 225 which is even at my best shape i could bench close to 400 at my at my max it would be tough to do 135 more than 20 times like mm-hmm. just doing that 20 25 times 225 50 times crazy now this what? is a question okay how often they do this combine every year it feels more like a thing for just dudes fangirling out like all like no offense to you guys but normie dudes being like yo look how high that guy jumped yo that guy just did that 50 times um is there a correlation between these were the top five performers at the combine and they performed top five in the nfl the no. next year there's no, no it's if anything the most no it's not shit it, it is to an extent it, it can definitely help your draft stock if you go at, go to the combine, if you're like a mid round guy and you go perform really well, that can help you bump you up. Mm-hmm. But like the top guys who are going in the first round, a lot of them might not even go to the combine because they're like, okay. I don't need to prove anything. And if Especially anything, top 10, it would yeah. only yeah, it would only okay. hurt me if I go to the combine. That's but they do like a little it dog and pony show. Though, okay, like last year for us, Tavon Tavon Walker, whenever he was there, and then there uh, Hutchinson was the other guy. Almost everything, the game tape was a lot. I mean, Hutchinson had way more sacks because he played a lot more and whatever. The difference was in size, two inches wingspan. And I never thought that two inches of wingspan was much. But if you move that two inches of wingspan, four inches, and he does too, the other guy does, you have a much, you have a better chance of getting the tackle because you're that much longer than the other Mm. person. So if your tape is the same and, and you, like these guys are very comparable players. One runs a four seven, one runs a four five. You're going with the guy that ran a four five. Yeah. Oh. So it certainly helps your, your your inform your your draft picks, I think. But if you look across the last four decades of the NFL at the greatest players ever, there's not necessarily a correlation like, oh, that dude also killed it at the combine. And quarterbacks uh, don't matter. Uh, I don't think yeah, any of those not. things for quarterbacks, as long as you're not like super short or super small hands, everything else doesn't matter. You know yeah. what would probably be, make the military so much more fun? Draft. When you get, yes, dude. You you get out of your MOS school and then it's like, where am I going? Japan, yeah. Oklahoma, wherever. No, no, no. First, you're going to the draft and you get to do one of those things. You got to run a PFT. You got to like, you got to go out. Test. You yes. got to go out. You got to go out drinking in a real oh, booty yeah. fast town for a night. Yes. You have to get fucked up and yeah, see dude. how you behave. I'm talking fish and see how you margaritas. do at PT the next morning. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Get your you ass up and get... run three miles the next day. <laughs> yeah. You have to get propositioned by a lovely lady dancer or gentleman dancer. Or the, the banana ladies. lady in Okinawa. See if you propose too quickly. There's a whole slitter. And then you get, then all the commanders get together and you've all got your drinks and your cigars and you're just watching the tapes, having a great time yeah. picking your top people. And then that way it's even across the board. No like one that. unit gets stuck with all the wackadoos. I, I would I would love to watch I it. I love that idea, Kate. Let me get it, another idea. Okay. When you signed up, because everybody says I'm doing it to serve my country, I want to serve in any way, shape, or form that my country wants. When you go to MEPS, this is probably more. So, oh, no, you could do it with officers, too. You go to MEPS, you sign up, and then you do those tests that they're talking about, Kate, and then the different branches of service, like a, a colonel or major comes down, and they we'll place offer you, you like a, a, sort, a sorting hat. 
like yeah. a military sorting hat. You're going to the Air Force. You're going to the Marines. You're like, I know I'm Slytherin. I'm going to the Marine Corps. I'm Slytherin. They're like, yeah, yeah right, bitch. Go to the Coast Guard. Hufflepuff. <laughs> it would be awesome, right? No, Coast Guards, Coast Guard's Ravenclaw. Yeah, they're definitely Navy is Hufflepuff. Let's get let's do that real quick. So I think okay. Navy is Hufflepuff for sure. Yeah. I would say. Well, the Marine Corps is kind of like a hybrid of Gryffindor and Hufflepuff for sure. I'd say we're Slytherin Hufflepuff. That's fair. Yeah, I think we could okay. be Slytherin. But either Sons, way, we what's have army? a little. Oh, I have no idea. Law. I've never consumed any of the Harry Potter content in any shape or form, so I have no okay, idea. Cool guy. I just never never interested me. Sorry. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll take Very you guys at your word. Yeah. The yeah. the guy muggle that did, behavior. The guy who <laughs> reads it. Uh, I forget what his name is. He does like four hundred original character voices, and they don't sound. That's impressive. That's yeah. impressive. All right. And my last thing. So this past week, my wife and I had one year since we got married in the church because we had a, a Catholic mass well before West the, the wedding. Point. You got married at the West Point Chapel. Yeah. Yeah. Because you yeah. know what? I, I've been to so many weddings and, and I know that if you're not Catholic, the idea of sitting through a Catholic mass is brutal. That shit's just, a slog, man. Yeah. It's long. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's coming next. You're standing up. You're sitting down. You don't know which end is up. Doing so we're like, you know what? <laughs> yeah. So we're like, you know what? We're not going to you know, subject anybody to that. So we did that on February 26th. And then my anniversary is March 19th. Which one? She seems to think it's March 19th. I'm like, I think we should do it based on the year and what's more convenient for our schedule when we can celebrate. What would you guys do? Well, for hmm. me, my junior prom was on March 19th of 2000. Mm-hmm. So I would probably go with that. Okay. My son's birthday is March 19th, so I'd probably go with that. It's a lucky right. day. March 19th it is. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I think it's when everybody that. knows not your secret squirrel wedding that right, you're, yeah. you're doing okay. incognito. Like the one That's that a good point. Yes. That's a good point. Yeah, so all Because you didn't that... even tell people that you were married at that point. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. We didn't. Yeah. Right. It was just like for family. So um, you I know think what? that's a good point. Yes. You do something sweet and small on that day for her. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. quieter. And then you do something more fun and whatever on the other one. Yeah. Yeah, which I did. No big deal. There you, there go. you go. I love it. So, Catherine. That's all I got. Now that my eyes going fucking wonky again, I'm cold all the time. I went to my VA appointment the other day. I was sitting there and it was canceled. I didn't That's know. That's the worst, man. I know. Yeah. Well, it's they text you, you know, all the details, blah, blah, but they didn't text that it was canceled. So hey, you don't have to share, but do you go to um, one of the VAMCs, the VA medical centers, or do you go to an outpatient clinic? Just curious. It's part of the VA. Is that it's? It's not yeah, like yeah, a but, huge hospital. Okay, it's so like it's clinic. Of, it's yeah, actually, I go to, clinics. I go to both. I have the big hospital I go to for certain things. Like, um, what are they called? The skin doctors? Dermatologists. Dermatologists. Yeah. I go to the like the main doctors. one for that. But my main provider is with a smaller little, whatever. She's yep, the best. Same, same awesome. with me. Same with me. Yeah. Okay. Don't Great forget lady. guys that dermatologists also do, um, fingernails. So a lot of people don't realize that. So if you have a fingernail issue, go to a dermatologist. Go to the, they yeah. checked between my toes the last time I was there. I was shocked. Well, I actually didn't awesome. know that. Yeah, I said, what's yeah. this lady into? Oh, yeah, because then you call she us didn't or wear text gloves. us. You're like, uh, is, it, is this a little weird? He just rubbed his fingers. Like he's no holding gloves. hands with your toes. That's yeah, that's disgusting. Part. Yeah, That's real good. But I guess they got to get say. the texture, right? I don't know, man. That's fucking weird. I still hey. think one of the weirdest things I've heard in the last year or so is that your tongue knows what everything feels like. like Wait, think, what? Like, think about your TV. Look at your TV, cons. 
your tongue knows what your TV would feel like if you licked it. Now, wow, I was just, I'm thinking about it. You're like, yes, it does. Now think about the bottom of your shoe. Your tongue knows what that would feel like. Think about some random person's hair. Your tongue knows what your tongue knows what everything would feel like. What planet am I on? So in my hands, what? I can no, but your tongue well. is more impressive because you don't you don't walk up to a subway car with your tongue out, but exactly. you know exactly what it I would know feel exactly like. what that would taste like if I licked the path train. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> yeah, that's your so tongue is a genius. Wow. Like even my hey. head, Kate. If you lick my, if head, I lick that would, head right there, I know exactly know what it would feel like. But I know yes. what it would feel. Okay, okay, okay. But no, feel to is so point, different. You never think about the the texture that your tongue is able to do. Kate, like okay. the pole on the the subway, I touched that you all the time. Them between your toes, Kate. <laughs> you should have. Maybe you would have found something more. I don't know. Yeah. yeah Weird. That's interesting, chaps. You're right. I don't need to. I don't need to lick something to know how it feels. Yeah, pretty wild. Okay. Interesting. All right. Uh, for me, I got a medical condition too. I need to really get to the bottom of it. I've been peeing way too much. Like, are you pregnant? No, I, I yeah, did that's where my wife has I, the problem. For some reason, I thought you the next word, the way it looked, it was about to come out of your mouth. Was I thought you were gonna say, I've been peeing blood, and I was supposed to be like, You need to go to the ER. Uh, I happened a couple <laughs> weeks or months ago when I had the old kidney stones, right? Yeah. All right, some blood. Yeah, yeah, um, that's weird. You should get it checked out. Also, Nick had a post the other day talking about cleaning up before your cleaning people come. Yes, yes, my pool guy called me the other day and he was like. Hey, um, we'd appreciate it if in between cleanings or in the fall, if you could go out and get the leaves halfway through the week. And I was like, that is literally what I pay you to do. Like, that's that's the job is getting the leaves and shit out of the. Why would I do that and then pay you? Like That makes no sense mm-hmm. at all. Well, let me ask you this. When your pool guy comes, what all is part of his work that he does each and every visit? Getting the leaves out. That's number okay. one. <laughs> number two, making sure that it's still clear, making sure that the filter is good, and then making sure all the equipment is in working order. Now, is there a reason you feel like you can't do that yourself or you just yes. don't want to? Yeah, that's it. That's the reason. Okay. I simply do not want to. <laughs> okay. All right. That's <laughs> because when I moved in, that's what everybody said. You're going to hate the maintenance of the pool. You love it eventually, and then it becomes like a boat. You look at it, and it's like, oh, this is just another chore added. So I told my wife, if we get this house, I will not be doing the pool stuff. One, because one, I pay somebody. But two, if I fucked it up in the summertime, my entire family would hate me. If I did it where they can't swim for a week or so, they would hate me. So that's the reason why. No, So I think there's some things that, yeah, you need the pool guy for. Like I'm not calling or I'm not going to try to do electrical work myself. I can't do that. So I'll call an electrician. Mm. But I just think of myself when I'm down at my parents' house at their pool. I kind of like going with the skimmer and, and getting the leaves yeah, out that's of the fine. pool. And, a little, yeah. little quick skim. That's fine. Other than that, I don't really have anything. We'll be cons. Kate and I will be in D.C. next week. So if you're listening, you're part of congressional office and you want us to come by or you have some things that you want us to check out, let us know. Other than that, we'll see you next week. Tell me your treat.